0: All right. We locked in right now. This is the Wheel One Master Twice. This is the Wheel One podcast. We got a special guest in the cut. This is one one of the original Wheel Ones, actually. You know what I'm saying? It's my homie, Ben. You know what I'm saying? Ben, uh, introduce yourself. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yo. What should I say? Yeah. This is your boy, Big Ben or Ben or Benjamin, if you want to keep shit professional. (laughs) Yep. Came here to chat up with DJ for a bit. All right. All right.
0: We're just gonna get right into it So you know Man I want you to tell me about Like your early life fam. Like from as far back As you can go Like where you grew up Where you're born All that Like you know Ooh. Let me know
1: So I was actually born in Ghana uh, West all right. Africa Alright In Kumasi Where all the hood niggas are <laughs> Man Those days was rough man I remember I used to go steal shit And just sell it
2: oh, To oh. a bunch
1: of people on the street And shit My dad was supposed to bring me to Canada But any time that he was able to, I was supposed to go to the um the capital city mm-hmm. to literally go do some DNA tests and everything. My dad would always get pissed off because I was go swimming at like, like some dirty lakes <laughs> and shit, and all my shit was infected. So from there on, it's like it took a couple of years, but I was able to clear my shit, and I came to Canada literally early, actually late two thousands. I no, know. Actually, I came. I came two thousand. 1999 actually yeah okay all right all yeah right. moved to Rexdale Oh shit Oof.
0: you know shout out to the Rex yeah you you know know shout to
1: Rex <laughs> shout out to QP, niggas my yeah I stayed there for let's say ten years then moved to Brampton you know okay live okay. in Brampton for quite some time until I got into my car accident all
0: right we're, shit, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna touch back all on right. that we're gonna all touch right. back on that but you know in the meantime it's like as a kid you growing up maybe in Ghana or maybe when you move over here like mm. what were some things that you just naturally just did like hobbies for fun you know what I'm
1: saying nah you see nowadays because of all these social media shit a lot of people don't do a lot of activities outdoor activities and shit so me I was a, like extreme sports guy I play like soccer basketball volleyball and everything so I spend most of my time outside playing ball and shit okay. or just chilling with some of my niggas from time to time so yeah um, that got me to a bunch of places especially playing basketball when i when i hit my growth spirit
2: ah
0: wow ah, that's the one that's the one you know what I'm Bro, saying? i, I never got that though you know <laughs> i wasn't as lucky as you, you know
1: what I'm saying? yeah That nah, yo it's still so blessed though no? because i remember when i was like in grade nine i was at least maybe five five or so in grade 10 i don't know what the fuck happened it's bull <laughs> Well, yeah. Come, yeah. Come, come back from the summer break everybody's looking at me like yeah what the fuck happened to this nigga man see
0: that's what, like that's that's the <laughs> that's the blessing sometimes like you know what i'm saying it just happens one summer you come back and now you're like oh yo. shit my skills done doubled now you it know what i'm saying
1: doubled. the ladies were digging the height and everything yeah. like yo that's that's when you knew that you're the shit man like
0: <laughs> I, I feel you i feel you i feel you <laughs> mm-hmm. now fucking like I know we kind of circled around it but I'm gonna circle back to it now no, like I know obviously you know you're will you will you're will one for a reason you know what I'm saying we in the chair you know what I'm saying it's a hundred man you know this yeah. ain't nothing new you know as low, you can see I
1: got you man. know what I'm
0: saying I got it too you know what I'm saying I'm in mine mm-hmm. but uh so let me the lead like, get, let me know like the events walk me through like the events before the injury and First thoughts when it happened.
1: Yo, it's it's crazy because yo, I'll give you a breakdown right before it happened and leading up to I think a lot of things a blessing in so much ways. So I was working at Best Buy head office mm-hmm. in um Brampton. So it's Best Buy and Future Shop. I remember when they used to scam out people to think that you're they're a completely different company, but <laughs> they're the same shit. So you know.
0: Real talk. I was
1: working there twenty-one, had full time coverage, insurance, and everything. Bless. So 2007, my mom passed away.
0: Oh, sorry, so
1: yeah, you know, things happen for a reason. So she passed away, um, me and my sister, we couldn't reach Ghana right uh, in that same year, so we decided to go the following year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Following year, we got out everything, got everything together, I didn't even have my passport because I have not traveled since I came to Canada and shit. Oh, okay. Got my passport, got my go operating, ready, got my clothes, <laughs> everything, you know. You haven't been to Africa in, like, let's say, 15 years. Uh, you want to yeah, go tonight. there and feel nice, man. You know, visit the fam. I said, although it's a tragic situation, you're going to be going there. I'm like, yo, it is what it is, man. Let's make the best of it. So I contacted my boss and said, yo, I'm going to be going to Africa, man. I don't really know exactly if anything happens to me, what insurance cover I have, or should I buy additional mm-hmm. insurance. And this is, like, a week before you're supposed to leave. And the guy told me, yo, call this number, then you know, just get your travel insurance company and information, and everything. So okay, I took okay. that. Like my boss dropped me off. I'm about to head to Ghana, I think November November 9th, 2008. So the day that we're supposed to go was on a Saturday. Okay. And I was at free market trying to get fresh, man. Yo, that's hey, what no, know man. about the flea market fresh the Free market was a shit, man. Uh, yo, my early days, That's I bought a lot of blue leg shit, man. I, man I, yo, yo. Hey, sometimes you got to
0: fake it till you make it. Look at you. Hey, hey, this fake. is the freshest man I know. You guys, yo, the camera can't fully tell, but he's yo, rocking the Montclair. Me,
1: I, I faked it a lot. Fake Gucci, fucking belt, and I don't know how to fake others. louis
0: myself. You know what I'm saying? we keeping it real on the Wheel One podcast, yo, real people telling real t- stories, you know what I'm saying? Yo,
1: no sugar cold and shit. So my why my free market, my pop calls and say, Yo, we the flight got cancelled, so we have to hurry up and catch an early flight.
0: Okay, okay.
1: It's like yo, we have to catch a seven o'clock flight. So we're supposed to take a nine o'clock flight, but so they change everything else on up on us. So what happened? Um we rush get to my house grab one to one to grab my luggage and everything i meet my sister at the airport they're trying to tell us yo we can't go on the flight because they switch us to british airway okay instead of taking klm all the way to amsterdam amsterdam switching to another klm to take us to ghana um because of all that changes our luggage got lost in transition
0: it's a whole bunch of fuckery that's happening a whole happening bunch
1: me, of fuckery man so we get to Amsterdam, and they say, Your Yo, luggage has not arrived yet. We have to wait when we get to Ghana, the capital city, and go back the second gate the second day and kind of retrieve our luggage and shit. Mm-hmm. Crazy thing, we get to Ghana, it's not there. My dad's um, sister, sister's husband comes and pick us up. Yo, as soon as I got out of that plane, I haven't been in Africa for let's say 12, 13 years. Yeah. Get out of the plane, whew! Something just hit me, man. It's like I said, somebody threw a fucking fireball in my eye, man. Oh, fuck. I'm like, yo, this place is hot as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so you know the, about the, that,
0: that Africa heat? right forgot about the, the Africa, mother, lad, man. That shit
1: is on some next level shit, man. So, yeah, fast forward. My dad's brother's sister's wife. My dad's sister's um, husband comes pick us up, take us off to this crib. We greet their family. Everybody's doing well. The night off, it rained. But everybody's like partying out there like, yo, this bonfire here and there, a bunch of noise. And I'm like, yo, these niggas are really living the life, man. Mm-hmm. Compared to over here where you were nine to five, back and forth. Everyone's oh, worried about like, you know how to
0: get the next check. Yo, you know what I'm saying? No
1: time to play, man. Facts. So I think that's the biggest difference in here in Africa because a lot of people really live, man. Facts. They live their life. They don't worry about shit. <sighs> they know that each and every day, yo. No matter what's going to happen, shit will be taking care of itself.
0: See, I think that's, like, the big thing. Like, we lose that, like, mm-hmm. nowadays, like, living out here is Just because, like, everything is so, like, okay, you got to get the bread to do this. Yeah. And, like, we live in such a metropolis, too, where it's, like, it's even worse now. Because everything's times two because someone else is going to pay that bread. So, it's, like, you know, it just fucks us over in that sense, mm-hmm. but, you know. Yeah, but.
1: it's crazy. So, what happened Um, the second day? My, we we're supposed to use this car, take us to the airport, and get our mm-hmm. luggages. This nigga tells me, yo, it rained that night, so his car is not working. Nah. I'm like, how does rain fucks up your car?
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying?
1: African pollution, man.
0: <laughs> so oh, Holy shit.
1: Nah, so, yo, we had to take a taxi. Um, we called for a cab. Oh, man, this cab was like, fuck, was like some old rust bucket, man. So what happened... Um, I sat at the front, my sister sat behind the driver's back. Mm-hmm. My nephew sit on my lap. Oh, fuck. Then uh, my uncle sitting behind me. Mm-hmm. So we, like, we started driving. There's so much potholes, man. Like, like <laughs> it's, it looks like-
0: The road is uh, not even developed.
1: Yo, the road is not even developed, man. Mm-hmm. That car could dip into a pothole to the point you have to get out of the car. And then, like, put, lift up the it. car, oh, help it, and Christ. push that shit. So it was a different experience. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. We touch the main road, there's a lot of noise, people partying on the side, a bunch of people walking around like it's not even like 8 o'clock or everybody just chilling. Mm-hmm. So all I remember is we're going over a bridge. The next thing I, I noticed is like, yo, hey, well, I black out. So when you get to any traumatic injury or any spinal cord injury, mm-hmm. um, one thing that a lot of people might tell you is that leading up to what happened, you tend to forget exact." A, a Stand to happen
0: i i i kind of know what you mean still because uh, it's like i think about what my situation like when i got shot i went back around to the spot i got shot yeah. like a couple months ago for the first time and i didn't really remember where i was because yeah. like, i've seen like the footage from the news shit and i'm like okay my car was there but yeah. i remember i was like further down like you know what i'm saying so i know mm. what you mean where it's like that part's kind of like yeah, it's iffy. P- I don't really remember it too much. Yeah, times. that
1: part is blurred. Like I don't remember the accident happening. um Fast forward two weeks later, I wake up in France.
0: Oh fuck! Two weeks later.
1: Two weeks later, and I'm lying down there. I see a bunch of white people. I'm like, hold on, I'm in Africa. What the fuck is this? Oh fuck! Then I hear people speaking speaking French and shit. I'm like, yo, my ex girlfriend spoke French, so it kind of. I kind of I didn't really understand, but I knew the language that mm-hmm. we speaking. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Come to find out, um, a French doctor come see me. And say, yo, I'm gonna get an English doctor to come and translate shit to you. Say, hey, you were in an accident in Africa. You just got here. We just finished doing your surgery. You had a spinal cord injury. Right now, everything is early. So, um, we're gonna try to figure out things. We're gonna call your fam. Um. Your dad has been notified, and Mm -hmm. they're trying to arrange for him to come here to stay for the time that you're here. So I'm just lying down in bed. I'm trying to figure out, like, yo, okay, cool. I got into a car accident, spinal cord injury. Didn't know nothing about spinal cord injury. Yeah,
0: of course.
1: I'm like, yo, let's figure this thing out. Then I'm lying down, like, yo, let me try to raise up myself a little bit. I try to lift up my hands, like I'm literally lifting up my hands but nothing is happening
0: <laughs> i know the feeling i know the feeling Oof. not with the
1: hands but like i i know the
0: feeling trust me I'm, I'm
1: like hey, hold on let me try lift up my leg you feel the weight of your body yeah it's heavy as fuck. it's it, heavy it, as fuck. nothing is happening
0: it's like it's like there's something in there that you feel like where it's like i can try to, to move it but it's not moving at all yo
1: i'm like yo i don't know what the fuck is going on then All of a sudden, it's like my body goes through some crazy sensation feeling. Mm. Where for two, three hours, I feel like I'm in a fire. Like my body's burning.
2: Oh,
0: fuck.
1: Then literally, maybe two, three hours later, it changed. Then it gets to normal. Then I get into like this cold shock. Mm. So one thing that I realized later on learning more about spinal cord injury is that because you lose sensation below the level of your injury mm-hmm. and your injury is complete which we'll talk about what complete is yeah. later on my body is trying to figure out what is normal ah. what sensation is this yeah yeah and it just set through like some firestorm where my body feels like i'm burning throughout
0: you had to go through everything to know what's exactly. what's the new norm
1: was Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So my body went through that shock and it still continues to go on to this day. But the the intensity, uh, it's not that intense anymore. I think
0: I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for me, I notice, especially, like, after I, like, do my morning routines and everything, I, like, sit down on this couch over here. After a while, I get what I call the dog nose, yeah. where my nose is getting cold, but my body is not. <laughs> so it's like, it's co- getting me cold, because yep. like, from here, I'm just like freezing, and then it's like, oh, I'm starting to get cold here, but the rest of me is just blessed. Yeah. So it's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how our body works, and the, the small little details that we don't even know about until our body goes through some of these shocks.
0: Yeah. And until yeah. we like, need to know, like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Like, and, and like, you know. And for me, when I was in France, I didn't know shit. Like, yo, I didn't know what the heck is going on. Like, I'm trying to figure out everything. They don't have a doctor that could come and explain everything to me. I have these French doctors coming, nurses coming around. I thought, yo, this is a fantasy of mine or what?
0: And you're, and you're, <laughs> like, and you're just 21 at this time.
1: Tw- tw- actually, I was 22 at the time because when my mom passed away, I was 21. Oh, so you're 20. So okay. I was 22. Craziest thing, 22 is like my favorite number too as well. Ah. So I don't know how I realize that a lot of shit that has happened to me or happened to my family member or anything, mm-hmm. that number 22 always comes up. Oh. That was my ball number and everything, man. Okay,
0: so it's like, like it's a weird, th- it's weird connection. A weird,
1: yo, it's a weird connection. I Literally, my brother got killed when he was 22 too. Oh, fuck.
0: You know what I'm saying? We're going to get back hey, into We're going to get too. to
1: that, but yeah. it's like, you know, it's like it, it's a crazy number so fast forward the doctor comes and try and explain mm-hmm. to me say hey you're paralyzed but we can't really determine what's it what extent mm-hmm. that because everything is so early um then later on i found out spinal cord injury you have to do the surgery within 18 hours or else the injury could get worse because the spine will swell Yeah, and then yeah you know, then kind of lose it. a lot of connection um with the nerves with that the are nerve left system and things so the fact that they waited like a whole week and a half to bring me, because mm-hmm. obviously they had to organize the air ambulance. So what what happened? How they got me to France is that after the accident, uh, my uncle was paralyzed from his waist down. Oh fuck! My sister has some minor back problems, and my one of the uh, my uncle had um, actually the driver only broke his arm, but it wasn't that severe, so mm-hmm. he was able to recover and stuff. My nephew that was sitting on my lap. Had, like, some crazy extensive um, injuries in his face and stuff. It oh, was only one at the time. Yeah. Till till today, you can still see the scars and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, who? Soldier, guy, though. Soldier, soldier. <laughs> man. This guy just started high school, so it's just crazy how big ups, big up time, to the nephew. time flies, man. Nephew, you know I could love you, man. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a crazy thing. So, my sister went to the um airport, grabbed my luggages and stuff. Apparently, they woke me up for... A few minutes, I told her that my travel insurance thing is where it's in the side of their luggage, and so mm. she called Washington, where the location was, and they said, "Hey, um, we're gonna try and let these guys do the surgery, but we don't really trust them. Mm. The Ghanaian doctors to perform a, a, the proper surgery. Yeah. So as soon as the Ghanaian doctors found out I was abroad, yo. These guys hijacked The price of the surgery Oh okay see, My insurance just, is like Yo, Fuck it Forget forget about this shit man Because they're already Thinking it's fishy the, yeah, And then on top of that exactly, You want to charge Exactly Exactly And the craziest thing That happened I didn't even notice um, When the accident happened So I love my kicks mm-hmm. Everybody knows I love yeah. my shoes And everything
0: You can't see it right now On cam We gonna get it later But he's wearing <laughs> The off white 4's Right now In his ber- in his Montclair jacket With the Burberry pouch Just
1: so you guys know <laughs> Swag man Hey Damn <laughs> Keep it on the low, man. Keep it on yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So I think I remember yo when I when I was in Ghana, I had um I bought a fresh ass Clark's Wallabies.
0: Ooh, okay, okay. And I
1: took it with me. That's what I was wearing. Mm. And I had my pouch and everything. I had everything and my camera, all my cash in my pocket. So apparently, when the accident happened for the locals, for them to help us, these niggas strip out everything, stole oh my, my wallet, yo. stole my Wallabies. I don't even, It took the kicks off your feet, yo, bro. Yo, fam. It was wild, man. I didn't, I don't remember none of that shit. Yeah. So this is how I found out. So when, uh, <laughs> when I was in the hospital, the French, the English doctor came. I'm like, yo, what did I come in? I'm like, yo, I had some nice shoes on. I had this. The, the doctor said, okay, wait, wait, let me, let me, let me go check. You came with something. He goes, he comes back with like a dirty, um, white blanket that looks like mud and some shit. i'm like yo this is all i came with where's my shoes nigga? i was wearing more about my shoes than my disability
0: nah, nah that's how it is sometimes you know? So you're know, not focused in on the,
1: yo, it, it it was crazy so they said oh my pop is going to be coming down my insurance is going to fly him down stay with me for the time that you know i'm going to be there so i stayed yeah. there for about a month a month then um it got to a point where I was stable enough to go on air ambulance. Okay. So they transferred me with a doctor, my dad, and um, at least two other people on the air ambulance. They flew us to Iceland. Oh, shit. Yeah, we we stayed there in Iceland for a couple hours. Then they flew us to Vancouver. Then we switched to Canadian doctors and the okay. air ambulance. Then from Vancouver all the way to Canada, um, where they put me into Brampton Civic. Okay, okay. Yeah, to kind of continue um, staying in the hospital and trying to figure out my condition and seeing the level of my injury and shit. At the time, I didn't really know too much about the level of the injuries and trying to figure out. I knew that I was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to my head is that, like, yo, that shit is not bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yo, you know? It's, it's better it's better to be alive than to be dead, you know? It is funny because, so. like,
0: that's one thing, like, as I continue to interview more people, like, and obviously more people who, like, like I, you know, interview all types of people, but more people with spinal cord injuries, mm-hmm. of course, and it's, like, I want to know, like, the first thought, like, what you said, where it's not that bad, where it's, like, someone for me it was, like, oh, fuck. yeah. Like, that was <laughs> my first thought. Like, oh,
1: fuck, like, really? Like, yeah. nah, I had the same thing, but... And most, it's like, when it come down to you, like, yo, okay. Let's see how... I'm, I'm a person, I'm like, you always like, you have to adapt.
0: Facts. Like, no
1: matter what situation I'm in, I'll, I'll find a way to survive. Yeah, for real. And that's from with me, even living in Kumasi and just like, you know, mm-hmm. hustling. Literally, when I was in Kumasi, I was like, maybe eight or so. Literally, I live in, a, in the front of a soccer stadium. Yeah. So, whenever people come and park their car, I watch the car and tell them to pay me money but the ones that refuse to pay me money when the armed robbers come and try to take out the radio station i'm like that car, that car that car these are the ones you could go get stay the fuck away from these cars <laughs> and niggas will come and the stairs is out they're like yo what happened to my car i'm like yo i don't know man i don't know i told you, you give me some change but <laughs> so yo from there i've been hustling and trying to make ends meet no matter what mm-hmm. and when this situation happened I'm like okay cool let, let's find a way around this maybe I could become a wheelchair basketball player ah. it's, it's, it's a lot easier to be a basketball player as a wheelchair you, know, what I'm than, you know to go through the grinds we, or, we know. might
0: be uh, you just know the Seriously? Olympic Olympic goals are out there
1: oh uh, yeah man my dunking days is over but you know <laughs> then, let me learn how to you know fix my form why you know you know maybe that hope is still there man you never know but yeah, so it, it was crazy. I'm like, yo, let me try and find a way to adapt to the situation. And for me, also as a person that I try not to let people see what I'm going through, mm-hmm. because a lot of people feel down and they expect you to be down. Yeah, and they come to the hospital. Oh, poor Ben, this and this and that. I'm like, yo, I still kept the same spirit. I'm like, yo, fuck it, same person, nothing changed. Although I look fucked, I had not cut my hair for like a month. I look like some crazy ass person and like, you know, I'm like, yo, it is what it is, man. Let's let's get this shit popping and see what's going to happen from here on. Because a lot of people want to count you up, but at the same time, like, yo, I'm not going to let people come here and look at me as if like, yo, I'm a desperate person or I'm, I'm like a person that's going through trauma and he feels lost. So I try, I try to take that kind of narrative away from people and stuff. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna control exactly how I feel and how I'm gonna continue to go forward.
0: See, I, I know what you mean by that, like I, and I relate a lot, cause I think about like my experience, like when I think about the early days and being in the hospital and the fam coming through, I know exactly what you mean where are like, mm-hmm. you don't want everyone to like, cause for me, I used to say it was like this, people would see me and I could see they were happy to see me at first. Cause yeah. it's like, they know what happened. Yeah but then they look at you and they take in the full aspect of your, what the condition you're in and their face completely changes. It just drops and you're like, it just makes you look fucked up because you're yeah. like, oh, I, I know I'm fucked up, but like, god damn, like,
1: and, you know? And one thing I would say, like, people expect you to be in a certain situation mm-hmm. or a certain mood so that they feel that, okay, yeah, they, he's really struggling. Mm-hmm. I feel really sorry for him.
0: Yeah, well, they and, think, they, they expect you to feel hopeless because exactly. they think, like, they don't think, how, how could I get through something like
1: this, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I never wanted to give them that um, opportunity.
2: Nah, because for I me figured.
1: myself, I'm like, yo, it it doesn't matter, man. I'll try to figure shit out. I'm not gonna give these people the benefit or just give them that opportunity to actually feel sorry for me. Yeah, facts. From there, I'm like, hell no, man. That's not gonna happen. So yeah, uh, that's that's big, right there, bro. Because mm-hmm. like,
0: I think that's the big mental part about it that some people can never understand is that like how you could like literally be like, you know what? Like you said in the beginning of it. It's not as bad as you think. Like, you get to that level after a while where you're like, uh, you know, yeah. the worst part for me, I feel, was, like, the first couple of months when you recover and learning yeah. how to, like, everything's new. But after that, it's just, okay, Yeah, I know how to do these things. And then you just keep rolling and then you get better and better with time. So, after a while, you're like,
1: it's yeah. not as bad as you would think. It's, it's, it's not as bad, but you, you go through some crazy scenarios of and course. you're like, yo, shit, this is how things really is, eh? and then more so it's like y- your thought initially on what you think and how the journey is going to be it's not exactly how it's going to take place yeah you're going to go through a lot of obstacles and trust me i've been through a, a tons of them but i always look at it and say yo there's nothing going to be lower than this for us now going for it facts Cause it's, cause only, it's, it's only good it's only going to get better from here man, you know, and
0: it's only going up cuz yeah. like you said cuz it's like Bro, growing up as able bodied people, we never expect to be in this fucking position. Like, you're not thinking that's gonna happen to you. And when it does, you're like, ah, well like you said, at least I didn't die. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck. What's the worst that happened now? Like, I'd already been through like, you know, hell and back. So it's you know, like I know exactly what you mean.
1: And the spine, the way things works is like to be honest, I've been through so much situation that I could've literally broke my spine or anything like that but nothing happened right you know so for something like that to occur i'm like wow i thought i was invisible before but i got humble and i'm like yo appreciate life my dude Facts. appreciate life man because (laughs) a lot of time people take things for granted you don't know mm -hmm. you never know man you know
0: that's the thing because like like you never like these traumatic events, you never really know when it's going to happen, right? And everything seems like a normal day leading up to Oof. the whole event. That's the funny part, too. Everything, man. And then it happens, and you're like, oh, fuck. It's my life really just changed in a second. And like, you, for me, at least, it took me a while to really grasp that. Yeah. Like, You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, I was just thinking, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to walk out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to walk out of the hospital. And then it was like, all right, I wasn't doing that. And it got to rehab time. I was like, okay. I'm going to walk out of rehab. That didn't happen. Then, like, See? that's when it was really start to hit me. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, yeah. am I really going to get to where I wanted? And that's when you got to come to, like, the realization of, like, yo, you, you know, you forget how far you come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the thing that, like, it humbles you, but also brings you back down to earth where you realize mm. it's not as bad as you think. Because yeah. you're like, before I couldn't do some of these things. Now I can do these things. And now it makes life easier. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And I think I, I, can, I can touch on that, too, as well, because when I got to rehab 2009 mm-hmm. and I was so hyped up, I'm like, yo, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk out of here. And as the professionals comes and kind of identify the level of the injury and trying to find out what sensation you have and don't have.
0: Yeah. there's one thing we got, we're getting into yeah, now right here is so, classifications.
1: So that thing just hit me. I'm like the whole time I was like, I was praying them like, yo, this thing better not be, you know, permanent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said, um, I, I kept on hearing complete and incomplete. Because yeah. a lot of the time, they're talking about a whole bunch of things. Your mind is not in the same space. Yeah, because you you're
0: just thinking about getting better. You're not really hearing what the fuck they're yo, saying. Like, you, you're hearing them, but you're not listening. You exactly.
1: You, you're not listening. You just want to get better. And like, I'm praying I hope this shit is complete so that I'm able to like, you know, be able to get up and do certain things. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Come to find out complete is when you're totally fucked.
0: yeah that's that, that's the thing you, you think that it sounds like oh complete yeah. okay like i'm intact like nah bruh
1: yeah. so come to find a come assess me and say yo you're c4 complete i'm like what does c4 complete means and what are some of the things and how do i get back to uh, you know getting Normal. back to my norms or even using my hand or like mm-hmm. if, you know using my hand to do to wheel outside or they're like nah 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 we're gonna give you a wheelchair electric wheelchair mm-hmm. you're gonna use your head to drive
0: you didn't even know about this type of technology at this I'm time I'm like
1: what the fuck? why can't I use my hand it's like yo they they try to tell me so lift up your hands nothing has happened I feel mm-hmm. the weight on my body but nothing has happened lift up mm-hmm. my leg nothing is happening is that, um, sir, you're completely paralyzed from your neck down at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, and you're you're completed, meaning you're paralyzed from your neck down. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you don't have any feeling below the level of uh, uh, injury, which is your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually spinal cord injury, if you're complete, that part of your body, that's complete, meaning that you're completely total paralyzed from that section. Mm-hmm. And also on top of that, you have no sensation around that. Part of your body and from there
0: down. From okay. there
1: down. So I was like, it, it was a dose of reality. It like it hit me, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, it, it
0: hit, I can imagine it hit hard because, like, you know, my way like closest thing like to relate is like when after I woke up after I got shot, and like the haze of everything kind of like wore mm. off, and the doctors came, they were like, yo, but yeah, you know, you know, you're probably not gonna walk again. Yeah, you know, and it's like. But that fuck no thank you for that introduction yeah. you know what i'm saying and then it's just like and then they were telling me because my injury is like uh around a t4 t3 incomplete yeah. you know what i'm saying because like for me i still have feeling like you know my whole body you know what i'm saying like not as much as before obviously mm-hmm. but like i can still feel shit and like i like you know I'm, I'm getting educated myself yeah like, i don't even know like that's what like what the whole turnaround complete is. It's yeah. like, you know, the, the the feeling. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's one thing. Because, like, as much as they've seen you like this, Ben can actually move his left arm. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's unusual. But, yeah, you know, it. Hey,
1: this left hand has been getting me to places, man. You know what I'm saying? That's and the lucky know, left right there. That lucky <laughs> left. And I wasn't even supposed to get that lucky left, man, you know? Yeah. T- took quite some time, but this left has been pushing me for at least 10, 12 years going, but. It's Silent. not going to last, but you got to stay optimistic and stuff. It's a movement that I was never supposed to get back, but through trials and just pushing myself. And I'm like, yo, just capitalize on that situation because, mind you, I was using the head control when mm-hmm. I was at Lenhurst. Yeah. And literally my head is like this. And to drive forward, you have to push your head back. To turn, there's a switcher. You go here, mm. then you go here. So imagine when I first, first got to my transitional place when I left rehab. Yeah. Rehab was very hard simply because I wanted to do so much things. And
0: you can't like physically. I couldn't
1: physically, but in rehab, they basically work on what you have already mm-hmm. rather than work on what you don't have. Yeah. So they looked at me and said, okay, hey, you're completely paralyzed from your neck down. Let's try to get you back to standing on the tilt table to try basically get your blood flow going. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do some range of motion with you, um, but try mm-hmm. your best to imitate every single thing that you're doing. Yeah. Just even if you have to close your eyes, because often I close my eyes and try to lift up my leg and try to do certain things. Yes. Yeah, so the most <laughs> way to feel like get into and it. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? man. You feel it, but at the same time, nothing is moving. So they couldn't really do much for me, but Mm -hmm. they tried their best to do as much as possible on getting back some dose of reality. But rehab is not just also just basically training yourself to walk again. Mm -hmm. But rehab is also training your mindset, Uh Um, training yourself to be productive and actually getting back to society and just overlooking all the other things that you've gone through and trying to actually be yourself and try to live a productive life going forward.
0: I like I totally agree with you with that, too, because, like, with my rehab experience, we went to the same rehab, you know, shout out, Lynn, Lynn Hurst. Lynn Hurst. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's S-E-I, what up?
0: You know what I'm saying? That's, like, the second home to me. I feel like the million, the $6 million man I always say, like, they rebuilt me over there. Oh, yeah. But well, they, um, they did a lot, man. Yeah, because it's, like, I feel the one of the big things is everyone in there has a spinal cord injury. Yep. So it's like, we all can relate to each relate, other. Relate we all know other. what's going on. Mm-hmm. We all have been through some similar things. So it's like that you have an immediate camaraderie with everyone mm-hmm. else who's in there. And then the people in there, like they really want to help you. It's like, you could, yeah, true. it's their job, but you can tell they're just people that really want to help somebody. That's you know true. What I'm they're
1: very passionate. And I think most of the times that I was there, like, a lot of the nurses actually help me so much and they went out out of their way to do as much as they can Facts. you know they realize that hey there's a lot of trauma over here that you're going through mm-hmm. everything is a new role you're trying to figure and mind you everybody's injury is completely different exactly
0: even if it's, exactly it's the same. It's,
1: even it's exact same it's completely different so they have to treat each individual as a different person but the long-lasting things that you have to figure out or you have to humble yourself calm down and say, hey, I can't do a lot of these things that you're about to do for me, but I have to be able to allow them to do some of their things. And that's something we could talk about, or it might be too deep when it comes down to... No, that's something that we bowel, need to talk about. Bowel, bladder, and all these other uh, things. You know, we like, need to the- talk
0: about that, because like, people don't understand those things. It's like those are things that people don't want to talk about, but it's the Wheel One Podcast, so we keep it real out here. Yo, yeah.
1: literally the first time... That they put me in the toilet to how bow, I literally cried. I honestly, I, I have never cried like, literally, yo, I teared up, and I was so emotional. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I feel like my whole. I feel like I've been taken advantage of. I feel like, like literally, a nigga, just bent me up and fucked. Like, yo, I felt weird. I know, I, I,
0: I know what you mean, cause like. For me, at least, like, the first time I cried is, like, when I shit myself in the hospital. Because I was yeah. thinking, like, bruh, I'm a grown-ass man. I just fucking shit myself. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't, like, don't even get get yeah. it wrong. Like, shit still happens to this day. Like, you know, it happened to me the other day. Like, you know what I'm saying? No cap, man. It's had a lot of food. It was crazy. But, like... You know, Watch it's a, your
1: intake. Watch
0: it. it. You, you know, you see. You know what I'm saying. You can't. Yep. That's the things that change. You can't eat everything that you can't, want to because yo, you're on a schedule now, and you don't want to, you don't want to slip up on that schedule. Ooh. Yeah, man. Fuck. But fucking. So, like, I like I know you mean too, because like even for your for your experience, like your like bowel routines, like someone like me is like when I first started. Obviously, I had other people doing it for me. It's fucking uncomfortable. Like. Oh, yeah man. I don't know
1: how some people do it but yo it, it was hard like I like I I told you like I've been a strong person but that when it happened okay for, forget about people doing intimate catharsis mm-hmm. for you or you had a foley bag at, at mm-hmm. one point so you you don't really fold it back it's the shit that you pee in and yeah. stuff if you yeah when stays you get to,
0: in you, ro- you roll around yeah when yeah. you
1: <laughs> when you get to the hospital if you have any surgery they put that shit in your dick and they are like yo fuck this how are you gonna pee yeah you, you know? know we're not worried yeah, about nothing so else and that's nothing. so even people touching me and that certain away and having to be vulnerable and just look at them so it's okay do whatever you're doing mm-hmm. although you can't feel none of them your body goes through some pain and some, spas- some spa- spasms Spasm, and other things. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about it if you have some time and stuff. But, yeah, and it was weird, man. Like, literally, I-, I feel like I've been violated and I feel like... But at the same time, over time, I'm like, yo, you need this shit, man. Mm-hmm. You-, you cannot go on life without having these people being in your space and actually providing some of these service for you yeah and shout out to all the PSWs out there like literally you guys Facts. are our lifesavers and you guys are the reason why how we get up in the morning and how we go to bed and you know Everything. how we can operate going forward but yo it's like it was very uncomfortable until this day it's still uncomfortable of but course. at the same time now now, certain things when you're doing, you got to close your eyes and say, yo, forget about it, anybody being there, you
0: know? You know what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. You got to do it,
1: man. It's you like, you got to keep
0: it pushing because, like, I know what you mean because, like, to accept that help when you go from someone who's a completely able-bodied, yeah, independent person to now where you need help from people and especially intimate help where you're like, fuck. Oof. You know, some things that you don't even want to talk about, let alone have yeah. someone help you with, but then you have to let that... That that pride uh, go a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. that's the 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 one good thing about having a spinal cord injury is how much it'll humble you, because you could think Oof. you were on top, and then once you realize you need someone to help you take a shit,
1: yeah, you are you, Yo, humble. Ta- <laughs> there's no if you don't come
0: out humble after that, Yo, there's something wrong.
1: with you. That that's a fact, man. <laughs> like literally, it just all your independence is taken away from you. I know DJ, you, you could you could do some certain shit for yourself, for mm-hmm. me. Literally being paralyzed with my neck down, can't feed myself, can't grab. Sometimes you go to the store, you wanna open a door, you don't have anybody to open it so you wait until somebody comes in. And when you're out in public, you get asked for help. Some some crazy shit happened to me I think two thousand and eighteen. So, I live around Little Italy, Trinity Bellwood Park, around Museum. that area. Shout
0: stuff. out over there. I at least live there then, too. Yo,
1: taste of Little Italy, you know I'm always there. Ah. I whole pandemic goes so we can still have that kind of shit again. Yeah,
0: so we will pop up next year, yo, hopefully. Yo, so I'm
1: driving, driving. Um, I go through the alleys. I'm driving, I see $20 on the floor. Lit. I'm like, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't lift this shit up. $20, $20, I'm like hey. So, I see a lady coming towards me. hmm excuse me miss excuse me can you please give me a hand i dropped my twenty dollars she didn't want to listen it's like sorry sorry i can't help you i have to go i'm like oh you just lifting bitch she's like no no and just wave off and left Mm -hmm. so another dude sees me and on the skateboard it's like yo buddy i saw that i think you're calling the lady she didn't respond Mm -hmm. do you need some help and stuff i'm like yo to be honest i found this twenty dollars on the floor I don't want it. I don't need it. Yo, I was going to tell the lady, pick it up and keep it for herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, she didn't even listen to what I had to say.
0: I I'm, like like I'm
1: like, yo, it is what it is, man. But sometimes you got to give them that leeway and say, hey, it's everybody's right to whether or not they want to help you or not. Yeah. The guy said, yo, no, no, yo, let me grab that for you. I'm like, yo, keep that. It's like, Are you sure? I'm like, yo, keep that. So yo, I'm so hungry. I I'm like, you know, I need money to go buy this. I'm like, bro, keep it. It's a blessing, man. that you able to help? The guy's like, yo, I can buy you this. I'm like, no, I'm cool. I don't buy me any hot dog and I don't like that <laughs> shit anyways. So you know, keep that shit. And craziness, fast forward three years later, I was at the park. The guy sees me. Yo, I remember this, this, and this, and thank you. And I'm like, Yo, you don't know the kind of impact you make in people's life.
0: Even if it's something and simple as that. Even if something
1: simple as that. And sometimes you, you, it's good to, to realize that everybody's different, you know? Right. You can't Facts. expect certain people to do certain things. And sometimes if they don't want to do it, it's in their own right. Yeah. And being nice is not something that you expect everybody. I've had multiple experiences similar to, to that. And I'm like, yo, swallow my pride and say, hey, it is what it is. If the next person will not help you do certain things, there's always the the other person. So you always got to keep that positive attitude and just say, don't let other people actually control how you feel because a lot of emotional things will happen to you that you feel like, shit, I wish I was able. Yeah. Shit, I wish I was able to like, literally go sit down in a restaurant and feed myself. Like, I I can't imagine
0: like that process. Like, my simple thing for me was like, I remember one time I was laying in my bed and fucking this bed right here. And I dropped fucking a cap off of something, you know? Yeah. And it rolled onto, like, probably, like, right in front of us where we're sitting right here. Yeah. And I'm looking at it in my bed. I'm like, when I was able, this is a fucking <laughs> one-second thing, You know what I'm saying? Jeez. I just get up, pick that up. Now, that's, like, two, three, maybe even five minutes. Get that, pick that up, get back in my bed comfy. It was, like, yeah. and those are the little things that sometimes where you're, like, as much as we say it's like
1: it's not that bad, those are the things where you're like, yo, know,
0: uh, just to make life this a tiny bit more easier. Like, you know,
1: you got to you, you got to try your best. And sometimes you got to avoid all those and say, hey, shit is different. Like, you Thanks. know, you got to you got to try to your best to actually make shit happen for yourself Real sure. and not take things personal. There's a lot of things that you might take it personal if you don't really um, humble yourself at the same time you can't blame people man you know
0: yeah everyone needs to go yeah to every,
1: yeah exactly you know? man you have to find ways around it and adjust to life man
0: i mean that's the, the main thing like especially like what i'm trying to do with this like whole podcast i want to it's why i want to expose like mm. the darkness about some of the like the deepest things that we go through like you know what i'm saying that's why i'm like really, we're getting into the whole battle situation because it's like People need to hear sometimes how you can go through the worst situations mm-hmm. and still find some sort of light and it pushes you through and sometimes if that with them hearing that, yeah, you know what I'm saying, it helps them go through whatever the fuck they're going through.
1: And and that is a major thing because it's based on experience that you can figure out things mm-hmm. and sometimes you going through that same experience and giving back in so much ways and helping others so that they don't have to go through a lot of these things that you went through. For me, yeah. like, literally, I went through some crazy experience. And maybe, yo, we could probably do another one and touch up because, all right, all right, we'll transfer my head up here. Oh, yeah, it's coming soon. Okay, 20, yeah, 20. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Might have to so, wrap yeah, this up soon. So, yeah, but it's, like, it's through a lot of experience, like, you, there's a lot of things that you personally could do. And also, reach out to somebody else that probably might have gone through the same situation. Like, literally, for me even giving back and volunteering with spinal cord injury interior doing peer support Mm -hmm. going to different hospitals or even doing a website of my own learning on youtube just by just you know creating a bunch of things but there's a a lot of things that you know um you could do for yourself and also reaching out to other people that might have reasons or have like dj could reach out to me say yo. I could tell you about this, Could tell you about it, because I've mm-hmm. been through it. And sometimes it's good to share that knowledge, you know, Yeah. The, so, you know, so that you don't really have to, um, so the other person doesn't have to go through trauma and stuff the same way. Yeah. Cause like, for
0: know? me, I always thought like, like, it was like, I always say for me, meeting you was like my, that, that thing for me, where it was like, I could see someone who's in a situation that was physically worse than mine, mm-hmm. but like, this is where I'm kind of leaning into one of our last points before we get out of here is, like, mental health, where mentally, you are on another level than people I know that are completely able, but And, like, it was, like, it kind of was that reality check where it's, like, bro, why are you fucking crying complaining that you guys shot on Damn. this fuckery? Look at this nigga, bro. He's not even fucking complaining. And he can, like, you can do so much yeah. more right now. Like, you need to yeah. fix up and, like... I need to see that reality check, and then the little conversation that we had, like you know, sitting out there at Bell, was like it was like it really helped me, like Mm -hmm. pushing forward. But like that's what I was about to say though. But like Mm -hmm. with the mental health situation, like you know, how did you kind of get over that leap right there?
1: Ooh, you know, like we need to schedule another thing to to talk talk about talk about the mental health aspect of things, and also. Talk about some of the many things that people, resources that people need when it come down to ADP, when it come down to um, RDSP and stuff. So we really have to make it part two. But the mental health, to be honest, I didn't wake up one day and say that, yo, today is going to be a good day for me. Mm -hmm. There were many days for me myself. I have to learn to find myself. And maybe I found myself a lot faster than other people would have. But it took time. And it took a lot of trauma and depression and looking at myself in the mirror for like literally go to a time when i might not even look at myself in the mirror for like at least a week or two Fuck. until i turned in my mirror and i'm like yo this is who you are like it got to a point i'm like i look myself and say yo ben yo you're much much better than this and you can, you're more capable of doing more things than this than looking at yourself or hiding your apartment or not willing to go out because you don't want people to look at you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or people look at you in public and they kind of look down on you and say, oh, do you have a disease? Yeah, some fuckery. Like it's contagious or it's something. It's contagious. I think that's why a lot of people don't want to help people when they ask you in public. Yeah. They think like, oh, I don't want to hurt you. I don't know what you have. And now COVID.
0: Whew, oh, yeah. Even worse. It, it, no, no even worse. Getting close even to.
1: worse. But definitely, we got to do part two of this. And there's a lot of things that we need to touch up on oh, when it sure. comes down to living with spinal cord injury. And you know, with any disability and ways to get around and try to, you know, be productive. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to work on. And DJ our new actor over here you know <laughs> he's doing his thing and so you know you probably might have to put some little movie clips in here and yeah, then you know try saying. to you know we catch building. up and stuff but yeah we build it it's, we it's, build it's crazy it. man you know
0: but all right so we might have to wrap this up my homie got to get his ride but you know yeah, man, this man. is the part one of our of our interview because you know part ben said we got to get man. part two in this so, you know what I'm saying? it's this, mm-hmm. this is Master Twice, Wheel One Podcast, with a right. uh, Wheel One right here with Ben, and we logging off Wheel One Jeez. Podcast, real people telling real stories. You shout already out know. out six. You already know. shut out all your shout outs and all your plugs <laughs> right now, you know what I'm saying? It's the time to plug yourself.
1: <laughs> Oof. I can't put on that audio, man. We, we're, not, we're not done yet. Man.
0: Oh, all right, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're coming back for part yeah, two. We're coming back for part two. a busy
1: guy, but yo, I always got time for my brother, man.
0: Oh,
2: my, brother, uh, my, nigga, man. my nigga, my nigga. All That's our right, voice.
1: <laughs> Ta- All right.
2: right.